Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, we are grateful for this day. We thank you, Lord, that indeed we can be in your presence and feed on your holy word, that our lives will be changed and affected tremendously, that we will not be the same because of your power and of your spirit. Let your will be done, dear Lord, as we welcome your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 11. And um, I'm going to share with you a very, 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 very important um, message. Now, you can get this book, Prodigality, in the lobby after service today. Get a copy for yourself. uh, Spend the money on it. It is no longer as cheap as it used to be. Uh, What we realize is that most of our books have run out of stock. We don't have many of the books are no more in print because they are just finished. And it costs so much to reprint. And um, it takes so much time apart from the money. And uh, sometimes when you finish selling the book, you realize that uh, the prices of everything have gone so high the money that you got from, print, uh, from selling the book cannot even print the books again. So we've just come up to the cost of, uh, the real cost of things. Amen. And this is four, 8,000 CDs. This is just a little less than $2. So it's uh, virtually nothing. But um, I know some of you may find it expensive. But um, the cost of not knowing some of these things is a bit more than 8,000 cities. Amen. Luke chapter 15, verse 11. So tell the person next to you, make sure you get your copy of Prodigality before it gets finished. All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And he said, a certain man, verse 11, had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father... Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. Amen. Amen. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He would have fain filled his belly with the husks 
that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. Nobody gave unto him. When you are down, nobody will give you anything. So, remember the friends you have when you are down. Hallelujah. When you are nobody, those who are your friends are the real friends. When you have things, you are blessed, you, you are elected to office, you suddenly become the chief, you suddenly become a great person in town. Don't be foolish. Remember what I'm saying, because some of you are going to go into important positions one day. But remember this. Amen. That a rich man, and a rich man stands for somebody who is like successful, he's blessed, he has whatever it takes. Everybody is the friend of that person. Everybody wants to say, oh, I knew him. Oh, he was my this. Oh, I was, remember when I, he, he was this. Oh, he's my friend. Oh, he's my classmate. You know, everybody wants to associate with you and says they know you. But when you are down, nobody wants to remember you. So remember those who are with you when you are down and appoint those people to be your cabinet ministers. Amen. Amen. Appoint those people to be your minister of finance and minister of works and housing. You get what I'm saying? Because everybody has a minister of finance, minister of works and housing. Everybody has, you know, something that is important to your treasurer, whatever. Those are the real people. Don't go and bring new people because the old ones are the genuine ones. You cannot know whether somebody is genuine when he comes to you in your time of prosperity. Can I have an amen? amen. No man gave unto him. Underline those words and remember that. No man. Don't underline the whole. You see, if you underline the whole Bible, you will soon not. The whole Bible will be underlined. But just that phrase, it will always help you to remember. No man gave unto him. Okay? And when he, had, when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And you know the rest of the story. He came back. Now, last week I was sharing with you that this boy took a major decision. How many remember that? A major decision for a major breakthrough. I would advise you to get that tape, uh, listen to it, it will bless you. A major decision for a major breakthrough. It takes major decisions to change situations in any significant way. If you want a significant change in your life, it's not a minor decision that is going to make a change. Sometimes you have to make a major decision. That's right. Major decision in your life. And that will lead to a major change. Amen. But today, I want us to move on. Today is the last time I think I'm going to talk about it. Is, um, I want us to look at something this boy lacked. Alright? And he lacked, and I want us to analyze that thing, and that is, he lacked leadership. Leadership. Leadership qualities. Leader, he, he looked, he lacked the ability to lead. Now, why do I say he lacked the ability to lead? Because you say, oh, pastor, 
this boy, he left home without anybody. Is that not so? So whom did he lead? Well, I want you to know he led himself. The first person you will ever lead is yourself. Amen. When you lead yourself and people see you and see that you have been able to lead yourself well in certain other areas, then they begin to accept your leadership. So when you are not able to lead yourself in this life to any good place, people are not interested in following you unless you take over by force. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So ladies and gentlemen, in this life, you must be able to lead yourself. You must be able to, you must have leadership quality. That is why I keep encouraging you people. Look, Thursdays are the most important services we have here. More than Sunday. Come on Thursdays. Join a chapel. Join something. Become a, a shepherd. A fellowship shepherd. A ministry shepherd. You will learn leadership. Join the Bible schools we have in the afternoons. Learn something. Grow up more than you are getting on Sunday. And become a leader in the church it will help you because you will you will learn how to take decisions a leader is someone who takes decisions you know as a leader of this church i have to take decisions all the time when our walls were broken i had to take a decision when we were attacked i had to take decisions when we were being when we were negotiating concerning these things i had to take decisions you get what i'm saying when we were at the canteen and we we're being thrown out i had to take a decision decisions life is about taking decisions and the decisions you take are the decisions that are the things that take you forward or backward and a leader is someone who takes good decisions at the right time when all the information has come in he takes a decision but a person who is a poor leader or who is not a leader does not know when to take a decision does not take the decisions that he's supposed to take fails to take the decisions that he's supposed or takes wrong decisions based on wrong reasons so this boy and his brother sat in their home all right and let me have a, two of you come around here and there. Come with your Bibles. Stand, stand right here. Stand up here. Give me your Bible. Give me your Bible. Good. Stand there together. These are the two sons of the prodigal son's father. Is that not so? They look alike. They are the same height, they have the same father, same mother, and they are very tall because their father is a rich man. So when they were young, they were given a lot of vitamins. Is that not so? Is that not so? Now this is the father, come, of the prodigal uh, son and the elder brother, okay? Now his younger boy, the one in the red tie, has asked for inheritance, and so this is the father you go and he's going to give to both of them inheritance he's going to go and give them each their inheritance the younger son has asked and the father decided to give to both read the bible the bible says he gave to them look at that he has his inheritance shake hands with them thank you for inheritance that is worth you know uh, two billion cds worth of inheritance father come back uh, uh, sit down okay now not many days hence the younger one with the red, instead of staying at home, he decides to go 
You see, both of them are there with the same resources in their hands. That's right. Now, one of them takes a decision and decides to lead himself into somewhere else. Brother, begin to take a decision and move into a far country. <laughs> and he's, he's taking a decision and he's gone. All right. So now, the future, all right, the future of this one and of that one are now to be determined by the decisions they've taken right. and by how they led themselves in this life. Thank you, my brother. When I finished medical school, when we were in medical school, there were 50 of us, 60 of us in the class. But after the school, now we were on our own. So now it was how we lead ourselves in this life that determines how things are going to be. When we were in the school, we, we all had to go through year after year after year after year. But at a point, it was every man for himself. Decide what you want to do. So these prodigal children, or this prodigal son and his brother, both had resources, opportunities, everything. And then now what will you do with it? How will you be able to lead yourself, your way, in this life? When you see a man who is blessed, who is rich, who is 80 years old, he is able to buy a car, he is able to prosper, it is because of the decisions, the series of decisions, or another way to describe it is because of how he has led himself throughout this life. I see you taking good decisions in this life. I see you making the right decisions. I remember one lady, no husband after many years, but it was because a series of decisions that she took had put her in that. Not that God had not given her somebody, but because of the decisions she had taken. So these things, ladies and gentlemen, are as a result of the ability to lead. Amen. The ability to lead. Now the ability to lead anybody, anywhere, is always reflected in how you have led yourself. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 3. I hope we'll have time because I don't know. The time. The time is finished. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 3. Now, do, do you people... Do you people know why when they're going to elect a president or let's, let's just use a president, they ask for the age, the qualifications of the person and so many things like that. Do you know why? And, and they'll say he, he has a PhD in this, he was educated in that, he worked at this, he was a bank of uh, governor. Ghana Bank of Ghana governor, he was a teacher, he was a dad, he had a farm. I mean, they are trying to show you that he can lead you. And they are, the only way they can show you that he can lead you is by showing that he has led himself. How many understand what I'm talking about? And if he cannot prove that he has led himself, he cannot convince us that he can lead us. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, ladies and gentlemen, God wants you this year, and I'm really going to be teaching on a lot on leadership, to develop the ability to lead, to learn it, to learn it, because it is the very important thing in our world. Amen. Amen. Now, Isaiah chapter 3, let's read. For behold, the Lord of hosts 
that take away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stay and the staff. Now God says, I'm going to punish my people. How is he going to punish them? This is the punishment. He's going to take away the staff. The staff is the symbol of the shepherd or of a leader. The scepter is the symbol of the king. He says, I'm going to take away the staff, the stay of bread, the whole stay of water. Verse 2. The mighty man. Now he begins to describe all kinds of leaders and prominent people in society. The man of war. Is he not a leader? The judge. The prophet. Is he not a spiritual leader? The prudent. Prudent is the man who sees ahead. The ancient. The elders in the land are often seen as people who can lead. The captain of 50. Is that not a leader? The honorable man. Is that not a leader? The counselor. Somebody who can give counsel. We have a, what do we call, council of state. The cunning artificer, that is a man who has talent, he can build things. The eloquent orator, that is somebody who can speak. Minister of communications, the people who talk. P.V. Bing was a good example of that. He could talk about anything without any notes. <laughs> Anywhere in the world, in front of any audience. I used to enjoy watching that man talk on the television. I was always waiting to see how he would talk, and he would talk and talk and talk. At the point, I was wondering how he's able to remember all those things. The eloquent orator, verse 4. Uh, I will give children. Now, now, you see the curse, the problem is coming. It says, I will give children to be their princes, and babies shall rule over them. And what's going to happen when all these leaders are not there and now children or people who should not be leaders are leaders, what is going to happen? Verse 5 tells us. It says, and the people shall be oppressed. That's a picture of Africa. The people shall be oppressed and everyone by another and everyone by his neighbor and the child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient and the base against the honorable. Now we are coming to a very important scripture. Notice verse 6. When they are going to, listen, look at me everybody. They are going to be so desperate to have a leader that they are going to start doing certain things. You watch. He says, a man shall take hold of his brother of the house of his father, saying, thou hast clothing, be thou our ruler, and let this ruin be under thine hand. And in that day, verse 7, he shall swear, saying, I will not be a healer, for in my house is neither bread nor clothing. Make me not a ruler of the people. Notice. 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 Notice here. People will hold other people's sets and say, be our leader. And the man will say, I can't be the leader. Why can't he be the leader? Why can he not rule? He gave the reason. He said, in my house, there's no bread and there's no clothing. Is that not the story of the prodigal son? He didn't have any clothes. He, didn't have any. he was not qualified to be a leader of anybody because he could not lead himself to the point where he has bread in his own house and clothes in his own house. That's why I believe if you're, even if you're going to be a pastor, you've got to go to school. Yeah. I believe if you're going to, even if you're going to be a pastor or a minister, you see, the fact that I'm a doctor 
I'm a medical doctor. I've been to school from 1982 to 1989. Seven years of medical school university education. It tells you a lot about me. Because it takes a lot to go through that school. It takes a lot to qualify for that school. You, before you qualify even to go to university, you see that somebody is disciplined. You realize that the person is learning. The person is studious. Then you realize that the person is principled. Because you have to be principled because there are times you have to put away friendship and chatting and conversation and relaxation and all kinds of frivolous activities and concentrate. So you realize you already it tells you something about the person. So when people say that you've wasted your time going to school for seven years, I don't agree. I didn't waste my time. I didn't waste my time. It tells a lot about the person. I didn't waste my time at all. I learned a lot in the school and apart from that, it gives me a lot of credibility. So, you must realize that the reason why you will, they will not choose you to be a leader is because you don't have bread and water in your house. Socially speaking, secularly speaking, you are nothing. You are not able to even accumulate enough bread to eat, enough water to, to drink in your own house. How are you going to lead all of us and provide bread for all of us and water for all of us? That is why when they are going to do uh, presidential elections, they will trumpet the qualifications of the person. What he has been able to do. What he has been able to provide. You will find that some people will be saying, we have built roads, we have built this, we have done this, we have done that, we've done that, so vote for us. Others will say, I've been to school, I was here, I had a company, I was this, I was that. Everybody's going to use his own qualification. Because they have to show something to convince you that they can live because they've led themselves before in this life. Wow. I said, wow. wow. So ladies and gentlemen, you need leadership more than you need money. You need to know. You see, and when I say no, leadership is an art and it's also a science. And art, things that are arts are, how can I describe an art? It's, it's something that you just sort of know how to do. You develop the knack for it develop the ability, some, some type of sports and so on, you, you just develop the ability. But when you say a science, then it becomes something that is analyzed and is understood and something that can be learned by everyone. Do you understand? Like when you say art, not everybody can paint. You can teach me how to paint. When I was in school, I, the only thing I can draw is, is a frog or a lizard or something like that. But real art, you know, to draw somebody's face, you, you think that it's, it's some, something else. You ask whether it's even a human being. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. All right. So leadership is both an art and a science. You can learn it. And one of the things, the things of leadership is just decision taking. Decision taking. Amen. And when you learn how to take decisions, wow, you become a great person. You see, people's companies are running down and are getting spoiled because they can't take a decision. Africa is the picture of an absence of, absence of leadership. Africa. Not an ab not absence of resources. You saw those two prodigal boys there. One, both of them were holding the same inheritance. Do you think God loves the white man more than he loves the black man? If, that, if God loves the white man more than he loves the black man, then he's not being fair. He loves all the whole world. Before God, there's neither Jew, there's no Greek, there's no black, there's no white. But when you look at the African continent, you will not see a lack of intelligence. 
Because for intelligence, we are very intelligent. Take a doctor from Ghana and put him in America, and they perform as well as anybody else and better. Go to the United Nations, you see Ghanaians there. You see Africans everywhere. When, when, but when they are put in a new environment, then they seem to excel. So it's not that the lack of intelligence. Come to Africa, you will not see the lack of resources. Resources? Look, don't think that it is the Middle East which has oil. Nigeria, Nigeria, okay, just our neighbor, they are the six largest producers of oil. Don't think we don't have human beings because sometimes you need a lot of people to, to let business work. Nigeria has got enough people to make West Africa work very well. They have more than 120 million people. For every four Africans, one is a, a Nigerian. It is not that we don't have human resources, intelligence, oil, gold, timber, what have you? It's not that we don't have people who are trained. We have them. We have them. We have doctors. Yesterday I was teaching my elders in, on the campus uh, churches. And I was telling them, I was pointing, I said, look at this doctor here. I was sitting by a doctor. I said, this man is going to leave the country soon. I said, because when I was coming to the place where we were having the meeting, I said, I saw him walking from the bus stop. And I said, this man is a doctor. He's been to school for many years. He has, he's worked for about four years. He cannot buy a car. He cannot even buy a beetle. And I saw him walking into the place and I said, oh, doctor. So this man, he's, he's trained. He's intelligent. He is provided, he's the human resource we need to help our nation. But under the leadership that we have here, it looks like he will never prosper. So he has to go to another environment where they appreciate that resource. And when he goes there, you see him, he will be able to donate, he will be able to give you $1,000 without thinking about it. Which is about 4 million CDs. He'll just give it to you like that. Oh, forget, just take it. In a situation where you have the military taking over rich hospital and other hospitals to make them Military, so that, military hospitals so that they will not rebel. What kind of mentality is at work? How would they expect? Yesterday I bought petrol more than 80,000 CDs. So how many, if the doctor has paid 390,000 CDs, how many, can he even buy, can he, what can he do? So you realize that it's not that we don't have doctors. It's not that we don't have intelligence. It's not about, it's like the mindset, the leadership that is there. It, it causes a certain atmosphere. And that is why most Ghanaians would like to travel abroad. That is why people are praying for visas. That is why if you bring the ship right now, I say that to U.S., from Cape Coast to New York, to the Statue of Liberty, drop me in the sea one mile from the shore, they will go. You will get people to go. The church will get finished. I was preaching somewhere. I said, how many of you would like to go to New York? The whole church lifted up their hand. I told the pastor, your church, your members are finished. <laughs> so you realize, ladies and gentlemen, that the lack of leadership, because it takes a certain mind to see ahead, the honorable man, the prudent, 
He sees ahead. When Kwame Nkrumah was around, he built Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology to train architects, engineers, pharmacists. And when that school was built, I hear it was even quite empty. Many of the rooms were empty. But he saw ahead and said, let me invest in education. That's a leader. That's a leader. Let me invest in education. Because one day, it will, it will be the, the human resource for the whole nation. And he built it. And today, all the pharmacists in Ghana, and all the architects, and all the engineers, and all so many people, we would not have them. We could not design even a house in this country if that university was not built. So it takes a leader to see ahead. That's why if you are in a church where you, you see a pastor trying hard to raise money to build, like you see the building, you, you don't know the cost of that building. Oh, goodness gracious. And the cost of this building, and the cost of the things that you are. It's only a leader who will organize to do these things. And let me tell you something. When you learn those things about leadership, you will build a house for yourself. Because, you see, what it takes to build a house for yourself is not just money. <laughs> what it takes to build a life of peace for yourself, it's not just money. There are people who have a lot of money and are not able to build any houses. There are sometimes I advise on business. I say, look, you have made so much money over there. Why don't you have a house? There are times I've been on, sorry, I've been on some Christian business and I said, look, you've got to get a house. You've got to get a house. And I, I insist on them getting themselves a house. Well, what's the use of any money you don't have a house? What's the use of us building, building a church, preaching, preaching, and we are still in a canteen? So a leader builds. And the ability to decide to build, it takes a leader. You see, I have a house. And I'm not shy to say, I own a house. I don't know if they want to come and break that one too, but I, I own a house. I have a house. And it's good to have a house. I will encourage everybody to believe God, to build a house in your lifetime. And to even build a house for your children. Amen. It's not a crime. You see, since they killed people for those things, people are afraid of owning houses. People are afraid of having anything. Because if you say you have something, you say, hey. But in this church, we encourage you to own houses, Amen. to buy cars. We will dedicate for you. Amen. Get the land. Build. Build more. Build three. Build four. Build five. Rent them out. Be a, uh, uh, be a, uh, a landlord instead of a tenant. I see you becoming a landlord in Jesus' name. We encourage you to prosper. Because it's a good thing. A leader. When Margaret Thatcher was in, in Prime Minister of India, she was encouraging all people to own houses. That's a leader. A leader doesn't break down people's houses. When somebody has tried hard to build something, a leader admires it. He doesn't come and break things. Break people's houses. These days, you just open and you look at the newspaper front line and you see something has been broken. From the days of breaking of Makola Market to the days of breaking hotels and breaking church walls and breaking private houses, we keep on breaking things down. And we keep on calling for investors to come. But who would like to come? I got married I stayed in one room my father has a hotel I stayed in room 14 for three years I gave birth to two children and I had two house helps all of us were in room 14 <laughs> and I said I didn't want to rent a house I would like to I would like to stay in my house when I moved into my house there was not even one louver blade 
in the house. I encourage people, move into, make only one room and stay in the room and be in your house slowly and build, build a house. It's not just money. It's not that instead of paying the rent advance somewhere, you are at least, you buy one Luba blade. Up to today, I'm still building. I've been in my house for several years. Up to today, I'm still building. I still have masons, workers, and slowly I'm building. I'm building. I'm building. I'm, we've been in this church. We were in this church when there was no roof. We have been in this church when we dug a basement. We've been in this church when we've roofed and then re-roofed. And we are in it. We are not ashamed of our church. We've been here when we've been digging and building. That is leadership. And that is something you must learn for yourself. If you learn it for yourself, you will build a house for yourself in this lifetime. Amen. And Pastor, we, we, we don't have a lot of money. Look, let me tell you something. You see, Africa is not a story of poverty. It's the story of the lack of leaders. In fact, if ever they want to curse a nation, it's to take away leadership. That's the biggest curse. So when God was cursing, Noah was cursing his sons. You remember those three sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth? The curse that he gave to Ham's son, it was something. He said, a servant of servants. And the word Ham, Ham, it means the black, the dark son. So you realize that that thing, if you look at the countries, Egypt, Libya, and all those places, you realize that that feature of the absence of a certain type of leadership, but leadership makes you develop. It will make you marry when you should marry. Yeah. Yeah. People say, I'm, I'm waiting for some time before I marry. But you see, when you have leadership, you lead yourself at the right time to marry. Because that helps you to start building. When you, marry, when you are married or when you marry at the right time, you don't waste your, your money on useless. Because you've got a wife, you've got a husband. You've got to, you have to have money. You can't just be going to eat in, in restaurants, eating at chop bars. Doing frivolously, buying clothes and so on. No, people come to church. They, cri- they criticize me that I'm wearing the same shoe. I am wearing the same shoe, but I have a house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is shoes? You, you you have a lot of shoes. Okay, maybe I have one shoe, but I have my house. The leadership that I'm providing myself makes sure that I have a place to stay. I don't pay rent. I'm blessed. Real estate. That's what they call it. Real estate. Not artificial estate. Real estate. <laughs> These ones are the artificial estates. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I see you becoming a leader. Look, the prodigal son and his brother both started out with the same. Auntie Esther, the same day. Two children. Pastor Nana, how you understand? Two children, the same resources. When I turn to Isaiah 56, you see, our time is up. <laughs> when I went to Nigeria, they picked me up with a Peugeot 505. They were taking me about 200 miles up. When, I, when we were going, I, he, he said, the driver said, he's coming, he wants to pass somewhere. I said, what is He said, he's going to collect petrol. So he went and he got a big gallon of uh, petrol. I said, why? He said, there's no petrol in the whole country. When I get to the north where we are going, we can't buy petrol there. So we start in the car with the smell of petrol. And this is the sixth largest producer of oil in the whole world. 
and the lines, the line can be like from here to Kwakwe Last Stop Junction. Do you know Kwakwe Last Stop Junction? The traffic light here is called Kwakwe Last Stop. <laughs> so from here to Kwakwe Last Stop. Just cars in an oil rich car. Is it because of lack of oil? God, God was angry and he closed his eyes and didn't give Nigeria oil. No. When we, when Abacha died and now we are, we are listening, Abacha's, I heard it on the radio, Ghana radio. So 100 million this, 100 million dollars for he and his associates. Billions of dollars. And they don't have electricity. Everybody has to lead himself in his own house. You have to get your own generator, your own water, your own this, your own that, everything. Isaiah 56, read it. Hmm. Verse 10. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. What's the use of a dog which does not bark? Huh? What's the use of a dog which does not bark? What about a leader who cannot lead? Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Verse 11. Yeah, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough. Never enough. Oh, they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way. Everyone for his own gain from his own quarter. Mm. Come ye, say they, I will fetch wine and we will fill ourselves with strong drink. And tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundant. That's a picture of lead, the certain type of leaders. They are collecting the money. That is why people do coup d'etat. They did a coup d'etat in Abidjan, and now they have announced that they have frozen the account of the former prime minister, Konan Bebe. They've frozen his account. They are drinking vampires, drinking the blood. And then they will announce that you have to explain it's due to foreign. Uh, what do you call it, the change of this and the commodity market and this and that is all external influences. The price of cocoa, if you are even a nation, you depend, you see, leadership should tell you, you cannot just be a farmer forever. How is it that for us, the only thing we can do is to harvest? I saw on television rice farmer, rice, some people came to invest in Ghana to make rice and they've, they've gone my way. And I hear they've gone to Cote d'Ivoire and they've started even exporting. They were going to be the largest exporting rice to the whole of West Africa from Ghana. But some land issues, 15 seeds, something, something. something. <laughs> There's no leader to say, hey, look, aside, this is your compensation of this. Even they won't believe in the compensation because things that people are supposed to be compensated for many years, they've never been compensated. So when you even tell them we will compensate you, they don't believe. This are was when they broke. Two years ago, they came to a committee. They set up a committee for that. So if they, they, are, they are approaching me again, I don't believe them. I don't believe them. I think they are all liars. Tell them I said so. Tell them I said so. Because we are here, it's two years. The ban on drumming is coming again. And don't worry about the ban on drumming. We are not going to drum. We'll carry all our instruments away. We won't drum. We won't do it. We'll just be here coolly. We'll sing hymns or we'll just act drama. We don't want trouble. We are not going to risk your cars, your life. And that should tell you the type of people that are up there. So, even when they tell them, we'll compensate you for your land, they won't believe it. They don't believe these things anymore. Yeah, people, how would they believe it? Compensate. If you tell me that you'll compensate, I don't believe you anymore. When will the check come? And they continue to drive away. If somebody has 
one million dollars in Ghana, he will keep nine hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars outside because they can easily come in. Hey, your account has been frozen. Hey, this. Hey, this. That is why the wealth is going away. It's going away. It's going away. It's going. Away. We are going down. It's leadership. Leaders must realize that when you do certain things like that, it, it sends a red flag like that. You see, when we used to go horse racing, at the, at the, the, the flag is up for the third race of the day, but when a red flag comes, that the race is not coming or something has happened. So the red flag is up, then they are not racing. Something's happened. Maybe one horse has gone wild or something. When you start to do such things, you say, hey, red flag, hey, danger. Somebody came and he saw our walls and he said, hey, he was going to invest in a school in this country and build an auditorium for them, for the school, so that they could use it a little for something. So when he saw this, he said, hey, I will never get into any agreement with any school because I don't know what will happen to me next. So you see, leaders, if you are not a leader, you drive away your blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sharing these things with you to help you to lead yourself. Uh, it's, not, it's not the money that is in your pocket. It's not the money. My father-in-law... If I want to talk about that man, he's a blessed man, a rich man. But he didn't start from there. At a point, I think, buying crabs in, in a, whatever, selling crabs as a, a mate in a car. And then moving on, gradually, building, forcing. His thousands got burnt, he'll build again. Forcing gradually. It's not just people who are born into this world with money. You can even inherit a lot, like the prodigal boy. You end up with nothing. Take the right decisions in your life and lead yourself into the right places. Lead yourself first. When you lead yourself and we see how organized your life, we know that you can lead us. Even the way you dress, we know that you can lead us. If you went on a plane and you saw the pilot, he's got ketchup all over his shirt, there's something on his beard, and his tie is something, and then his, uh, his food is some has poured over the uh, dashboard, as there's some uh, stew on the dashboard. Will you not be afraid in the place? <laughs> you, you'll be wondering that, what type of uh, pilot is There's oil on the place. There's tomato ketchup on his shirt and his beard. There's something there. You wonder whether he's a correct person. Whether he can fly us to safety. How many agree with what I'm saying? Yeah. So even sometimes the way people dress and then you see them walking like that. You realize Oh, the person is not a leader. Even your walking tell us that you are a leader. <laughs> you know something? As for this thing, I can talk for a long time. We will not end. So let's go home. We'll continue next time. <laughs> how, many, how many want to be leaders in the year 2000? Leaders. Lead yourself first. Have clothes and food in your house. Then we know that you can lead us. Hallelujah. When you have food and clothing and shelter, somebody say, ah, why is it that they are taking only people who seem to be this and that? Yeah, because if you don't have food and clothes, it tells us that you cannot lead anybody in this world. Lift your hands and thank God that you are a leader from today in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to be more like Jesus. Thank the Lord for the spirit of leadership. In the Bible, the word for leadership is the word government and the word ruler. It's a gift and an anointing that comes from the Holy Spirit. The gift of government. Thank you, Father. Thank you. 
Thank God that you are able to lead yourself not into stupidity, foolishness, and poverty, but into prosperity, into wealth, into blessings. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, you want to give your life to Jesus today. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you, especially before we close. Just your right hand, your right hand, your right hand, your right hand, your right hand. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. If you've lifted up your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus, come to me in the front here. Come from where you are. Come from where you are. Come from where you are. Come right here. I want to pray specially with you. Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to God today. God bless you. Come all the way right here. Come all the way. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my little sister. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.